Will there be Ubuntu in heaven? Will there be Ubuntu in heaven? What do you think the <laughs> What do you think the over under on that is? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Welcome to Crowbar Colonel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. This is episode 20, um, and this week we are live streaming to Crowbar Colonel Panic on YouTube. Uh, please, if you're listening to the audio version of the show, um, please uh, go find us on YouTube and subscribe to that channel. You know, we're at like 81. We're getting closer to 100. We're getting there. It's not going to be long. Yeah, slow but surely. It's a slow movement, but we are definitely making progress. And uh, we we have said many things about oh, this should be our 100 subscriber uh, challenge. This you know this and that. But we've not nailed it down yet. What do you think our hundred? No. What should we do at 100 subscribers? Like, should we 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 do one episode that is the the Windows Kernel Panic? We. Do- <laughs> the crowbar blue screen of death <laughs> oh man um i don't know oh, i think i don't know i i think that would be too easy i think you have to install arch i think that would uh, be it <laughs> uh, i think i think we got to do the arch the arch kernel panic episode where you have to install arch and give it a review <laughs> mm. i've you, done it once and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> Do you have like a like? What if you took your hard drive out so that that way you don't mess anything up? You 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 swap hard drives and then do an arch install on a on a hard. That way you can always fall back. You don't you don't mess up. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Maybe. I could always just do it on a flash drive and just put it on another flash drive. <laughs> I just but, but see the problem with that is 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 then it would degrade the performance and I wouldn't want to do yeah. that. Yeah yeah yeah. Because then I would get a false you know possibly a false negative (laughs) let me look this up what do you think the what do you think the the lowest amount of hard drive space you would need in order to install arch install a game or something for performance and uh i'm gonna see what the cheapest ssd is on amazon (laughs) (laughs) let's see all right the cheapest five (laughs) dollars oh man the the cheapest ssd is actually uh uh how is this possible (laughs) Uh-oh. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> I got like a six gigabyte. All right. I must be looking something up wrong. <laughs> six gigabyte. <laughs> that can't be real. Sure. It's on a CD or <laughs> DVD or whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's look in uh, the 240 to 479 range. So if we get a, oh man. All right. You can get a, oh no, that's a 64 gig. That's not going to be enough. You can get a 240 it is some brand that you've never heard of in your entire life and never will. Um, but for is it 20... Silicon Power? No, no. It's like Labisquis or something. <laughs> Bisquick. <laughs> Bisquick makes it SSD. <laughs> it's $25, two, 240 gigs. If we get to That's 100 subscribers, I'll buy this and send it to you to install Archon. <laughs> And actually, here's an Intel. So that's a brand you have heard of. Uh, oh, no, here we go. Um, here's a SP, 
uh, solid state. A what size is this? Is this two forty two fifty six? I I've had an SP in the fat in the past. They were they were on sale like one Black Friday, um, and I mean it works. It'll it'll work. So if that's we, what I run, I have I have two of them. Oh really? Yeah yeah no. That's I love a, those. That's, I, a, that's, I, a, that's I, a real brand. We'll never yeah. go back for the price. You can't beat them. Yeah. Um, I was checking to see if I had, but I'm on uh I'm on a the e or what's the what's the little chip one called? The, oh, the MBME. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that now. Um, all right, so yeah, we I'll buy if we get to 100 subs, I'll buy this and send it to you so that you can do the arch, <laughs> so that you can do the arch challenge, and, oh, I'll, and I'll help you do it. I'll help you do it. It'll be easy. Well, I made a video for you. What more do you want? You just follow my video. And... Well, see, the thing is, your video will get it installed onto my laptop. Yeah, but it won't get all the extra crap installed. Yeah, laptop. yeah, I got footage of that stuff too. I'm working on those videos, but I got I've gotten those kind of mixed up. Like I've, I've forgotten what I've forgotten which videos <laughs> are what now. So I'm gonna have to go through and, and like watch them all, you know, minute by minute. Now and put it together. I with Arch, do you have to compile the Nvidia? Well, not compile them, but you have to install the Nvidia Nvidia drivers manually, or is there like a Oh, you just pack, Pac-Man dash S okay. NVIDIA. Okay, cool. And it does everything cool. else. Okay. Yep. That's not bad. No, I'm telling you. I can you, do the NVIDIA drivers, but it's just such a pain. I once you get that to much. that part, then it's it's all easy from there. I mean, it wasn't that hard to install. It's just when I got it fully installed and everything, mm-hmm. it was just so – ran so crappy. Because mm. <laughs> I guess it just needed extra things to get it to run I'll, better on my I'll tell you specific the, hardware. I'll tell you the thing that uh so like recently um I've been needing to unzip a bunch of crap. Stuff just stuff I'm downloading, right? Um and I had to install unzip uh via you know terminal. And so right. and, and and that works obviously, unzip and then the path to the file and it and it unzips super easy. But I never installed anything with a GUI, and I I wouldn't even know. I'd have to look up. I'd have to Google like what to even install. Uh, like I don't have like an archive manager or anything like that. And so every time I unzip something, I have to open a terminal and then unzip. But honestly, it's just out of laziness. <laughs> I haven't actually. I could. I could just install something else, but that's just the way I've been doing it. So like little things like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm just like, yeah. Um. All right, uh, so yeah, so we get to 100 subs. Um, I'm going to buy an SSD and <laughs> send it to Josh so that he has to install it. And Arch. secretly preload <laughs> Arch on it. <laughs> and then say I did <laughs> Um But you can send us an email at crowbarkernelpanic at pm.me. Um, you can join us on Discord. I have a link to the Discord in the show notes. Um, that is the, that's actually the Mintcast discord that we hang out in. Um, and, uh, we also had a really, we had a really kind comment on a recent video. Um, I didn't pull it up ahead of time to have it. I didn't, I didn't have it ready. Um, but I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up while we're talking and read it, read it later in the episode. Um, but, uh, this week, uh, I want to start the show off just by saying like, how was your holidays? I don't know that we, our last episode, was it before Christmas or was it after Christmas, but before no, I think it was before Christmas. Yeah, so we haven't seen each so. other since before Christmas. Yeah. So how'd it go? How'd you, how'd you do this year? Well, Christmas was great. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah. New Year's was horrible because I freaking I was sick the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Christmas was fine. Christmas went well, and it was literally like two days after Christmas that I got started to get sick. Yeah, like everybody I know right now is getting sick. 
I mean, yep. there's the obvious like Omicron variants getting everybody sick, yep. but even even past that, it just seems like everybody everybody is getting like sinus infections and mm-hmm. you know cold or you know what I think it is. I think it's I think it's we've been so cautious about everything yeah. so much this past couple of years that now we're starting to get not so cautious, yeah. and now all that the immunity has been kind of like lessened in our bodies and now we're getting more sick because we haven't been as 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 exposed to you know all the stuff but that's just you know a dumb person's opinion <laughs> no that could be it. not a I doctor don't know. i don't know Every, everybody's getting sick it's crazy um yeah i uh so we got my son a train table so like you know you go to the doctor's office they have those little wooden trains mm-hmm. that yep. magnetically stick together and they go oh yeah yeah so we got him one of those, and they're surprisingly inexpensive, or at least they were. Maybe we caught them on sale, but like, um, I think it was like sixty. It was like less than seventy bucks, and it's wow. a it's a pretty large table. It's like it's a, a a table, which to me that itself should cost sixty dollars, or, or yeah, you know. But it but it comes with the entire track and all the trains and stuff. I mean, it's like basically exactly what you would see like in a doctor's office right, waiting room. Um, oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, he couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's, he's like he's good he, thing it was cheap, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's he, like it's like when you buy your cat something and he plays with the box, right? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, today he was playing with cups, and that's what my wife said. She was like, "Good thing we bought on the train table," and I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Like he was excited Christmas morning, but he hasn't played with it. Like I don't even think Christmas morning he was more excited about his other like smaller gifts, like action figures and stuff. Uh, a lot of our family members got him some like Marvel action figures and stuff. Um, but yeah, the train table we literally could have just not <laughs> bought it. Like he doesn't care, <laughs> and it's oh, mostly man. tore apart because like I put the thing together, and it's it, dude, it's a pain to put together because all the pieces are various sizes, and it it doesn't. It doesn't, it only goes together so many different ways. Like there's so many, right. there's a few different variations, but you're going to have extra pieces unless you do it like mm-hmm. this specific way. And right. it's like a pain. I have to look at the picture every time and we've already thrown the box <laughs> away. So I have to Google the picture and, and look at it. And then he just destroys it. And so I'm thinking about wood gluing it all together. So he can't, he can't destroy it, but I don't think he'll ever play with it if I do that. Um, <laughs> oh man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so did you get anything good for Christmas? Uh, well, your, I got... Your big gift what? for the year was probably your laptop. <laughs> oh, yeah. For myself? Yeah. That that was definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I re-got it back because I had to send it out to get it repaired. And then... Oh, that's right. We didn't talk about that on the show either. How did that oh, go? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. I've been talking about... I talked about it on two other shows now that I, I forgot that we never oh, didn't do it here. Yeah. So... The original problem was there's light bleeding on the top, like in towards the middle of the mm-hmm. of the right hand side on from the top of the screen. And I sent it in to get repaired for that. Whatever, two weeks, whatever, three, two, three weeks, whatever, comes back and the light bleed has moved from the top middle to the corner. <laughs> Same exact problem. Oh man. Just on the corner now. But but it's definitely not as noticeable on the corner than it was in the middle and also i think i can tape it (laughs) so that it stops doing it because if you if you put your thumb on the front part of the screen and press on the back it goes away Uh, okay like 
instantly goes away. So I think if I get a piece of tape and I just really tighten it, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I can get it to go away. Talk about redneck, but well, <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have? Well, you know what's funny is I was telling you whenever we talked about it off the air, like just in conversation, I said, oh, yeah, I think I've had a monitor that's done that before. Um, it was like last week or something. Cause you can only tell like whenever you have like dark stuff on the screen or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have to have really dark stuff. Yeah. Well, the, the, like, like last week or something, I was watching something and my whole screen went dark and I realized that this is the, this is the monitor. <laughs> I was still, I was still using that monitor whenever I said that, Oh yeah, I had, I used to have a monitor that does that. Yeah. It's this one. <laughs> oh man. That's great. Um, so uh, I found that comment. So um, this was on the Arch video. Um, uh, Jonas says, uh, nice run through, which, by the way, um, I figured out based on my run through, I realized that my system was like taking a long time to boot. It would get to a certain point mm. and then and then hang. And then in rewatching my run through video, I realized it did it. It did it in my first boot um, of the installation. And what it is is I should not have said to install uh, the DHCP CD as well as Network Manager. I only needed DHCP uh, CD momentarily, and I set it to start every time the system starts. So I don't know. It's not going to break anything. It just makes your system take a few more seconds to boot, and um, I'm not going to go edit it out the video and re-upload it or anything like that. But I'm telling you now, you don't really need that part. <laughs> um, so uh, he says, nice run through. Uh, never heard of the egg roll guy before, <laughs> but I laughed at you whenever you were like, uh, you're an arch bro now. Um, it, <laughs> he said that he is immediately installing the, the minty themes. Um, and it seems, uh, seems to be good on gnome too. Um, he means gnome as well, not gnome too. Um, right. always like to see what people install. He also says that he doesn't really play Linux games, but um, he likes listening to the show. So um, I really appreciate I'll that. I'll take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, we got a comment on our, <laughs> on the Fedora video. That's the, the, oh my gosh. It's the video that everybody goes back to. Um, he says, uh, this is from Johnny. He says that he has been trying to switch from Ubuntu to Fedora, um, but he can't find any gaming reviews of NVIDIA GPUs on Wayland. Um, and then he received a comment. Um, I'm interested on that too, buddy. Um, this is from Agnes. Um, and man, Agnes, you threw the buddy in there. That makes you like, you sound a little intimidating there. Everything all right? <laughs> Everything okay, Agnes? Um, he says, uh, have any luck yet? So in that video, I think we did talk about Wayland, but only momentarily. I tried it with... Um, yeah, I tried it in my test with the, uh, with the FPS, uh, test thing that I did. The, right. But I didn't actually, I don't think I actually played any games or anything on it. Well, I think at that point it wasn't fully implemented yet. Like yeah, it still true. isn't really, it's kind of, it's kind of sketchy. Like I'm actually going to talk about it today a little bit, but not on Fedora on, on Ubuntu, yeah. but it's GNOME. So, I mean, it, it can only be better on Fedora because it's more up to date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty interesting. So anyway, uh, that's all the feedback I've got for this week. Do you want to get into the news? Sure. So I've got one at the top that I read. I'm not going to lie on the toilet right before I came. <laughs> I was reading it on my phone. Um, but uh, Gaming on Linux posted an article about... Um, 
They title it Easy Anti-Cheat, Not as Simple as Expected for Proton and Steam and Steam Deck. This um, is what I was afraid of from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned this, and, and I remember even in the original announcement, it was like, uh, oh yeah, we've 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 made the tools possible now, but right. you know, developers still have to go and enable this. Um, but in the original announcement, um, and the original announcement was from Epic Games, um, they made it yep. sound like it was going to be just like, oh yeah, you'll be able to go into the uh, to the Epic Online service services developer portal and and flip a switch for your game, yeah. and then bam, right. you've got it. Um, well, it turns out that it's not quite that easy. Um, so not only will developers have to opt into it, but it also is just, even if you want it, you may not be possible in your situation. Um, because apparently there are two different types of EAC. So there is a, um, EOS EAC. So that's for the Epic online services. And then there's a non EOS EAC. Hmm. And this announcement was really only for the EOS version of EAC, which is the newer version. And um, I, I haven't seen any numbers, but based on uh, this article and in this ar- this whole article is based on a quote from a developer of uh, uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2. Um, and basically his assumption and based on, uh, I think historically this, this is probably accurate, that the non-EOS EAC is by and large the more popular one. So of course, um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been around longer. Like <laughs> the only other ones are going to be like things that were, you know, probably more modern and built specifically on the Epic platform. So in other words, it'll be another, you know, five years before we actually get a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I have, I'm not technical enough to know what the, what's the difference between the two, like what they had to do to make it work on one. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I don't know if it's just as easy as copying and pasting that to the other, or if there's, you know, a whole lot more involved in that, but. Well, considering the other one's older, I'm sure there's a lot of legacy crap in there. So it yeah. might not be as easy that way. I would, I would assume. That seems, that seems to be, uh, I would assume that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I threw that one in there at the last minute, but uh, I thought since we reported on the first announcement, we should probably mention. No, oh, that's definitely mention that good because that I didn't actually see this um, anywhere, so that mm. was good that you posted it. Yeah, yeah. So far, I've only seen it on Gaming on Linux. I'm sure it'll be on other places. And the original, you know, they the uh, the developer didn't originally talk to them, so there's an original source link right. somewhere. I'll, if um, by the time we post this episode, if I I'll find that original source link and put it put it in the notes. Um, but, uh, we have, uh, according to OMG Ubuntu, uh, we have, uh, Ubuntu is looking for a desktop gaming manager. Now I've seen this everywhere and, uh, there's the original ca- canonical post, um, I also have in the show notes, but, um, everybody's been talking about this situation, but, um, essentially, uh, canonical, uh, released a statement that, uh, they're going to be looking for a community manager of sorts, um, specific to Linux gaming. Um, they said um, to work with partners in the Silicon world to ensure the latest graphics drivers and tweaks are built in for optimal frame rates and latency, um, as well as with partners in the gaming industry to ensure that mechanisms such as anti-cheat, <laughs> that's mm. funny, um, capabilities are available to ensure fairness and product availability. Um, so... Do you think this is the start of like a gaming um, war in Linux? Oh wow! 
like like Steam and or uh, Valve and uh, Ubuntu, like the first two in the mix, and maybe some other players are going to come around. I don't know. I, I, when you said that, when you read that to me, I was like, huh, that kind of sounds a little like off the cuff. Like, oh yeah, by the way, we'll have anti cheat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it. Um, I don't know. I mean, more competition's better, right? I mean, I yeah, guess... I'm not complaining about it, but it, it just the way it sounded, <laughs> it just sounded like that. I remember where it was <laughs> when the Linux gaming wars began. <laughs> um. So uh, they go on in this in this particular article to say that uh, um, Ubuntu is no longer the first choice for Linux gamers. I mean, that seems to be kind of the the yeah, atmosphere. That's, yeah, I know that at one time. I mean, I don't, I don't think we talked about we've talked about this a few times on, on the podcast. I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I think that it just <laughs> uh, Ubuntu used to be like like that was the one that you you pointed people to and it yep. was because they were so far ahead of all the other linux desktop distros when it came to just being a user using it you know not yeah. being a developer that needed it for a specific reason or you know your security uh you know person that needs it for a specific reason or you you <clears throat> just you just wanted to try you wanted to replace windows with ubuntu uh with linux then you would go to ubuntu and I don't necessarily think it's because Ubuntu's gotten worse. I think that everybody else has just gotten better. I just think that that's yeah. just the Ubuntu desktop is is so good across so many distros now that that it's it's and, less exciting. Yeah, and I think open source has become way way more popular. So there's so mm -hmm. many more developers out there, so there's so much more help. So all the other distros are getting are are getting better faster because of all the extra help now. You know. Yeah. And a large section of those of those new users are gamers. Yep. Um, and then we see all everything that Valve has done in the last couple of years and uh, Code Weavers and, uh, you know, the Wine Project. I mean, every everything in in the gaming area has just improved exponentially. Mm -hmm. um, and so that section of people is growing and growing. Um, and what we hear nowadays is Manjaro. Pop OS, um, or you know yep. other distros endeavor. There's distros that we hear people you know pick up as sort of the you know the noob uh, distro. Um, yep. Endeavor is definitely not on that list, but Manjaro and Pop OS. A lot of gamers, you know, you know, and I say noob. They're they're PC power users. You know what I mean? Like yep. even as a Windows user, they're a power user, and they're just they're wanting to try Linux for the first time. And those distros, because they're bleeding edge, because they're like a pseudo rolling distro, um, you know, they're maybe not rolling, but they're closer to the source than Ubuntu is. Um, yep. They, uh, they migrate to those over Ubuntu, which is their, their distribution cycle is basically based on stability as much as possible, as opposed to having the latest graphics drivers. I don't know how, I don't know how Ubuntu kind of balances that. I mean, um, do they have like maybe a, a checkbox in the installation? Like, like the gamer switch, you know, like uh, if you're a gamer, <laughs> you switch that and you get the uh, the closer to rolling release uh, distro. Yeah. Or well, I mean, technically, technically, um, uh, was it? I can't remember if it was Popey or Wimpy. One of the two um, made that rolling Rhino package for Ubuntu, where it, oh, okay. it'll just like 
you install that and and then it basically just upgrades it to the most recent like developer versions of all the software wow okay <laughs> i hadn't heard about that or or maybe i did that was a long time ago that that gotcha. he did that i that don't was, know how long ago it was but it was a, a while. great that's a great name because it's just like it's just gonna plow through like <laughs> <laughs> i never actually tried it and i don't even know if it's a thing still but um maybe um, i should try that <laughs> Just to see, just for the heck of it. Maybe that's the answer, but <laughs> they're definitely pointing a new focus to this, which uh, an interesting thing that in this uh, OMG Ubuntu article, they point out that um, in the past, Ubuntu has even threatened the stability of Steam. Um, yeah. You know, back whenever they had a 32-bit libraries announcement, and then they ended up backing People were out really mad. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a huge blunder on their part. Yeah, and you know, I think that Ubuntu is really... So they're 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 similar to Apple in the sense that they will make a decision that we we criticize Apple all the time for like making decisions mm-hmm. on behalf of the user, um, but like sometimes they're right. Like like the move um, if Ubuntu had well maybe they're not. I was gonna say Unity, but then they backed out and went back to GNOME. So maybe that's a bad example. Um, like if Ubuntu were to switch to Pipewire, like how how much faster would Pipewire develop? You know what I mean? Like, I think that if if they kind of if they kind of throw their weight behind a certain like thing, because so many people use that, then it's gonna it's gonna force whatever that is to kind of progress faster. Right. Or I think that's their intention. They're just they they make that gamble and they're not always they're not always right. You know. No. Nope. And I think that the whole thirty two bit libraries thing was was an example of like a time where they were like. You know, we're gonna make this change, and everybody else will kind of follow suit and and follow us. But then, <laughs> but then they didn't. They either didn't have as much weight as they thought they did, or the impact of that was so much greater than they originally had had thought. Right. And I mean, like, yes, thirty two bit processors are gone, mm-hmm. but like the thirty two bit packages are abundant, and we still need them, especially yeah. for gaming. So, like, yeah, I mean, that- I think. Like doesn't you, make sense. That didn't make sense to me when they said that. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like you literally <laughs> need some of that to install Steam. Not even to play a yeah, game. Exactly. Just to install, just to run Steam. Right. Um. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely a time that it, it backfired. Um. And uh. Yeah. That, that philosophy may not always. I mean, may not always be the right the right one to have. Um. But uh, the article the article speculates um, that this could be in response to recent YouTube influencers ignoring Ubuntu entirely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're talking about no. us, Josh. They're talking about us. Our Who, 80, what? What's Ubuntu? <laughs> our eighty three <laughs> listeners. <laughs> they didn't like that review that we gave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm being truthful, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously they're talking about they're. Well, I speculate. I, they're alert. probably talking about better. about the uh, the Linus uh, the Linus. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Because yeah, he didn't even mention. I don't. I mean, to be honest, I don't think he did. He mentioned Ubuntu at all. I I, I don't remember. But I don't think he did. So it's like, yeah, yeah I don't, whatever. I don't, you know what's funny? <laughs> Two things about that is, one, I don't remember him ever saying anything. I don't remember them ever saying the words Ubuntu, the word Ubuntu. And yeah. then the second thing is, I never noticed until I read this article. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah you're right. He didn't, you know. Uh, yep. uh, Steve Swiss in the YouTube chat says that Ubuntu just doesn't have the impact uh, in the Linux world anymore. Um, yeah, I think yep. that's it, Steve. I think it's, uh, it's just, not, they don't have the splash they used to. I think it came in, it came in with the 
fact that it would include a lot of the proprietary stuff and like a lot of the desktop um uh packages and stuff like that i think that's where it came in before anyone else did Mm -hmm. and then like you said everyone else caught up to it Mm -hmm. and then a bunch of just kind of like stayed in its old ways of of doing things slowly and kind of you know monotonously upgrading things and yeah. now they're just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. You know, how... and also the fact that they're old hat. <laughs> yeah, you know how like, uh, you know how like smartphones, like they would be these like huge improvements. So like you started out like, oh with, yeah, yeah, with like T nine word. You know, everybody's like tapping a, a letter three times to get to the G, <laughs> and then they're doing all that. And and then someone was like, well, we could just have a whole keyboard, and you got the little flip keyboard. Yep, which, by the, the way, Paul, Pine Pine just released a, a case. Oh yeah, I saw that. that. I saw that. Um, but that like, awesome. That was like a huge innovation. And then they were like, what if these bad boys had GPS and you could use them to navigate? And then they yep. got that. And then like, what we increase the screen resolution. Um, and then after the screen resolution, they're like, oh, so much so that we can put the keyboard on the screen and then you can, yeah. you can type that way. And then the screens just got bigger and bigger and bigger. The, they got faster and faster and so on and so forth. But but now it's like, what else can you do? Like my phone does everything. Like there's no yeah. there's no new innovation that you can put on this thing. Like there's just there's just no, so then they started saying, well. Everybody wants their phone to fold, obviously. So we're going to make it where it folds in half and then you put it in your pocket. And like everybody, what, like, it's just like now they're just inventing problems for them to come up with the solution for yeah. because there's really no yeah. innovation. Um, are we getting like that with the, with the Linux desktop where it's just like we're getting so good that it's just, it's just impossible to innovate now? see see i don't know because as far as as far as the desktop experience goes yeah i think it's just as good as windows definitely probably better yeah as far as the desktop goes gaming on the other hand yeah it, we're just not there yet and, yeah. and that is that is what ubuntu is kind of trying to maybe grab onto and and yeah keep going I'm, forward with i'm being a little facetious we still have x we're working on wayland <laughs> we're, we're trying to improve pipewire there's definitely things going on that there there's legitimate innovations and in, and in improvement but oh yeah but i do yeah, think yeah. it's slowing down i think that like you know all the easy problems have been solved we're just down to the hard ones now you right know? Which, it's it's to the point where almost anyone can just grab a, a linux distro and install it and yeah. be done with it and not have to worry about much of anything yeah um so uh, the future of Snapcraft. So Ubuntu announced that the current code base of Snapcraft is going to be considered legacy, um, and they're going to be working on um, well, they've already started working on a more modular, uh, modern version of the code base. Um, this is going to be the future implementation. Um, the good, th- the good news, and the only reason why I put this in here, the key takeaway I think for us and for our listeners is that current snaps will continue to work. So. Thank- goodness yeah so it's not like you're gonna have to keep up with oh that was a legacy snap and this is a a module snap i literally just like transferred everything over to ubuntu and snaps on my server and i'm like when i read this i'm like oh crap (laughs) yeah i remember um so in my in my previous job i worked a lot with ansible and they had a thing like this where um ansible used to have like all the modules built in like whenever you would download ansible and then they made some change um and honestly i've left that role and i I never use ansible anymore but um they made some change where now 
you were going to have to specify like a path to a library for a certain module instead of just being able to say like, this is like, this is part of core. So I just can just type it out. Um, but it was a similar kind of thing where if you had anything that was, that was built before, um, it didn't break. It, it's, it still right. worked. It's just anything going forward. If you use any of the new, you know, module features. So I'm guessing this will be similar to that. Again, this is kind of over my head. I have no idea how to make a snap. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how, what they mean by modular. Like, uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. Cause, cause Snapcraft was supposed to be like this one place to, you know, get everything. And I don't know mm -hmm. what they mean by modular. Like, do they well, mean they're going to break it up and like, no, I think it's in the, we're, in we're, the code base you're talking. Right. Yeah. We're talking, we're talking okay. out of our lead here, but I think what I mean is like the original code was like monolithic is the term they use. So in the sense right. that like, yep. You, yep. you had to have this whole thing maybe. Whereas this is like, you can only like, like way Python is like, you just use the parts yeah. that you need. You right. I, 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 I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, probably. Hopefully it's, just gets better. That's all you can hope for. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Heroic Game Launcher 2.0 release. They hit their milestone release. Um, Did you ever use this? I have used it, actually. Okay, um, see, I've never used it. I've heard of it, but I never used it. I've used it one time because, well, I've, I think I've used it twice. So when we did the review of the Magic the Gathering uh, MMO that they were making, okay, yeah. the isometric uh, point and clicker mm -hmm. or whatever, that was like an absolute failure. <laughs> um, I, I had to use this launcher to get it to work on my system. Right. I do remember that now. Yep. And, um, and then also I used it, um, more recently because I got on, on Twitch, they were giving away a free copy of, um, of, uh, alien isolation, but you had to Ooh. get it on the Epic game store. And mm -hmm. so I had to use, I had this, had to use the Epic game, the heroic game launcher, um, to get the Epic game store to work. And, it's essentially like, you know, there's not a native Epic Game Store, so this is this yep. is just their way of of they use uh they use heroic le they use like an app called Legendary. Um and I don't know how those two things work together, but like, you know, it's it's essentially, you know, uh Steam or, you know, whatever on your on your system, but it's it's working through this. And Right. You used to have to get an API key or what or a SID key from your account. So you'd have to go to the Epic Game Store online okay. and log into your account and then get this long number that was like this relates to your account. And then you would put that in the Heroic Launcher. And that's how they were able to log in. But in this new release, it no longer does that. It just pops up and you can just log in. Oh, that's um, nice. That makes it way more accessible for people. Yeah. They also <clears throat> listed off, you know, um, several performance uh, features. So I think if you're already a user of the Heroic Games Launcher, um, I think you're you're probably already noticing the improvements. And then if you've never tried it before, especially because that uh, that whole you know the way it logged in, or maybe you just didn't even know about it, I think now's the time to go check it out. So go check that out. All right, that wraps up the news. Yeah. Um. So what have you been testing? What have you been working on this week? So um. Over the, uh, well, with the spring, or spring, yeah, <laughs> winter sale from Steam, I picked up uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I picked it up on the last day of the sale because I was like, I just, well, okay, let me start from the beginning. First, I thought it was more of like an Ark Survival kind of game. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I don't, I just don't feel the whole Ark Survival game. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. And so I didn't want to buy it. And this was like, when it came out i was like eh whatever and this was you know going on and on and on and then i actually when i saw it on sale i i 
looked it up and I was watching reviews and I'm like, oh, wow, this game is not at all what I thought it was. And so I picked it up and it's awesome. It's a really good game. So basically what what you are, you're just a regular person in a, a, like a post-apocalyptic kind of like the world, something happened and the world went back to the people being more primitive. But Yeah, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, but there are robotic animals that somehow like i don't know i don't know if someone created them or or well obviously someone created them but i don't know like if they're like morphing or what's going on exactly with these animals yet but they're all robotic and you hunt them essentially and get parts so you can upgrade your weapons and upgrade you know stuff and you get money well their parts are money some of it and um so you're this person that you have no parents. You're you start out as this outcast of this uh, tribe that you're in, and you're trying to figure out where your parents are and all this crap. And I don't want to give too much away, but um, it's yeah, it's really it's a really good story so far. I, I've gotten about maybe like a quarter of the way into the game, um, to the main story, um, and it looks amazing. It just it looks absolutely amazing. It's the best game I've I've seen in a long time as far as like visuals go. Yeah, it does look really good. So I am only aware of this game in that I've seen pictures of it. And now that I'm looking at it on the uh, on the Steam page, I don't know why I never saw the robotic animals. But I didn't realize that it had a... Uh, I thought it was just like set in like a primitive time period. Like I didn't realize that it Yeah, was... no, it's actually like, like way in the future. <laughs> wow, that's so wild. Um and I've seen, uh, I saw this really awesome cosplay of the main character, and I've I've thought about picking up this game. I think I, I think I would probably be interested in it. But at the time that I was originally looking at it, I almost never played single player games. But this podcast has gotten right. me playing single player games again, um, so I'm I might need to pick it up. I might need to try it out. It's yeah, it's really good. Like I I can't give it enough praise. It's it's really good. I have had one crash, but other than that, yeah. it's been excellent. And and you're playing it on Linux right now? I played it on both Linux and and Windows. Mm-hmm. I specifically have been playing it on Windows because Linux just there's just not enough there. It's it's well, I'll get into it. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I I tested it on Ubuntu uh, twenty one ten, um, using Wayland and X back and forth, seeing you know what the differences are. Hmm. Um. And that's with NVIDIA, so this is where the whole NVIDIA, you know, Wayland comes into play. Uh, so the first thing you got to do when you get the game, you install it, everything happens, you have to downgrade it. <laughs> because the 1.1.1, one, or 1, sorry, 1.1.11, one, hmm. whatever, version of the game has a LSD grass acid trip. <laughs> when you're playing it because the freaking like textures are like like i don't even know they're like ghosting and they're oh, they're yeah. also like shimmering and like yeah it's really freaking messed up like it is bad i know so, exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah it happens but, it happens in, in gorgon it has the same problem oh that's it yeah. that's the what that's where i saw it before i knew i saw that before yeah but um yeah so oh yeah okay so what uh, i i found on um on Proton DB, there's a, a guy made a script on GitHub. Now, don't you know? Don't go downloading random scripts and running them. <laughs> Make sure you know what they're doing. But uh, he uh, has it so that you can downgrade it to the 1.10 version. And um, basically, you just put in your 
um username and password for steam because you gotta you know do some trickery i guess behind the scenes with steam to get it to downgrade but um with the script, the reason why I posted the script and not actually doing it yourself is because yeah. in the script, he also has it so that it doesn't upgrade the game again. He stops it from upgrading it back to the 1.11. Because if you do it manually, you have to add in all this extra stuff so that it doesn't upgrade manually Yeah. Um. again. So that's why I, I recommend the script. It was really easy. You just download it, run it, and um, you're done. And that's pretty much it. Hmm. Um. So... With uh, with Wayland versus X, I'll just start with that. I really didn't see any difference, to be honest. I I think it was pretty much the same. Um, as far as Nvidia goes, now the only thing I can say about that is Nvidia is not using full Wayland yet. They're using X Wayland, so that might you know be the differential right there. Yeah. <clears throat> so if I was running, you know, um, just Intel graphics, maybe it would be a bigger difference, but it, this game won't play on Intel graphics. So yeah, <laughs> that's another story. Um, and just right out of the box with, with Ubuntu, you're supposed to be able to, or sorry, with steam, you're supposed to be able to use DLSS with the yeah. proton experimental. Well, you have to, um, I actually, I forgot to put in the, the, um, launch options that you're supposed to put in but um there's two launch options you have to put in to have it work and i tried that and it did not work i could mm. not get dlss to come up at all i tried many different scenarios where they you know i looked on windows for or um, not windows uh, ubuntu forums and uh steam forums and nothing i just everything i tried just didn't it wouldn't come up and um i'm looking in the same place that windows has the dlss um option to change it so maybe i'm looking in the wrong place but i th I would imagine it would be in the same spot right that's what i was about to say how do you know because i tried to turn it on <laughs> for um uh for Baldur's gate and i just wasn't sure if it did anything <laughs> yeah you know you will notice if you okay. get it to work you will notice because if you well i'll get to it later but um you will notice okay so um yeah my fps in the game <laughs> has been between like 40 and 65 Man. which 40 is just not enough i mean i could put the graphics down but on, on your system that's not great yeah yeah I, yeah oh yeah if i i should mention that i have my it's a i7 um 11800h i think yeah 11800h and a mobile nvidia 3060 so it's no slouch <laughs> should be able to do it and um, uh, my frame times, I got the highest frame time I saw was about 25 milliseconds, which really isn't that bad. But that's when it was getting down into the 40 FPS range. It started to get up in the, into the 25 milliseconds. And um, I, I didn't notice any stuttering or anything like that with the game. It ran really smooth. It just, when, you got, when it gets down to 40, I start to notice. Once it gets past 50 frames per second, I really start to notice uh, the difference. And um, that's pretty much all I tested on on Ubuntu uh, for that. And like I said, I couldn't get DLSS to work, so Man, couldn't really test the difference. It has a gold. It has a gold rating on Proton DB. It runs. It runs good. It, it does. It's just. It's just you have to put the graphics down to get it to yeah. work smoothly and more. You know, more frame rate. If I if I put it down to like high instead of ultra, I probably could have got between eighty and ninety frames. But I when I can, why why do that? You there's, know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I'm seeing. So, I'm, I the more recent comments on it are thumbs downs versus the older comments are thumbs up. That's because of the update. The yeah. update was was not too long ago, and <clears throat> if you don't know to up to downgrade it, then it doesn't work at all. It, or it, it does work, I should say, but it's <laughs> like an LSD trip. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, all in all, there actually is a lot of thumbs down comments. Um, I wonder how they. I wonder how they do that on Proton DB. Do they judge it based off of the like overall? So there's there's 325 reports. Um, does it get that gold rating based on the ratio between all of those 325 reports, or do they take into consideration like the you know the last 30 days? You know. Yeah, I don't know how it works exactly. I'm not sure how that works, yeah. But it seems I like... would imagine I would imagine if they did it for all time that would be like it would really not change much once it gets to be like a couple yeah, thousand you, reviews. If you have a game like World of Warcraft or something that's yeah, like yeah, around yeah. for years and years and years and essentially right. changes every 6 months it's a different game. Yeah, so it must be like the last 30 days or 2 yeah. months or something like that. It has to be because otherwise it wouldn't change at all like you said. I do see a comment here. So this is one of the thumbs down comments. They said that uh, the Proton enable NV API um, equals one doesn't appear to yeah. let DLSS work. That's yeah. that is the one you have to. There's another command you have to put before that. Mm. I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. But um, you got to put in two commands to get it to actually work. But I, I still didn't get it to work. This guy has exactly your problem. He also says that. Grass looks like it has a heavy motion blur enabled when yep. moving and has this weird effect over when stationary. So I had that exact same uh, problem in Project Gorgon, and I still <laughs> do. I tried it recently. I just kind of check in on it from time to time because yeah. it doesn't require a subscription, and I just kind of want to see its progress. Uh, right. So I, I, lo- I downloaded it recently and logged in, and it still has that same problem, but it if in in project gorgon's case i don't know that this would work in horizon zero dawn um you go change the resolution to something absurd you know 800 by whatever like something weird <laughs> and then go change it back and then it fixes the problem no more no more motion blur it's like some kind of weird um issue with there's an effect on top of the there's almost like a filter on top of what you're seeing yeah yeah and that resolution doesn't match up with the with the actual rendered resolution it's like a little bit the latency is a little bit off so it's like kind of like a shadow almost yeah Yeah. that's exactly what it looks like yeah i'm sure it's probably something like that and and since it was only the update that screwed it up i don't know it's got to be something weird it'll maybe it'll get better i know that um uh, Magic the Gathering, um, there there was an issue for a while where every time Magic would do an up update, the mm-hmm. um, it actually was not running on Proton. It was um, anyway the every time a new release would come out by Magic the Gathering, the guy that was maintaining the Linux version of it would have you'd have to give that guy like a week or so to to get caught up and then it would start working again you know but it was just oh, like no. it was just like every release like i, I would just know that yeah like, oh the mtg arena is dropping a new release this week uh it's not going to work for about four days i gotta wait <laughs> you know he probably has a day job he's got to wait for his like yep. you know saturday or whatever to fix it yep. but maybe you know maybe if this is a recent patch that kind of messed it up maybe they'll uh maybe they'll get it working soon I don't know. I hope. I hope so. Um, yeah, because glorious egg roll proton didn't work either. I I tried both of those. Well, Man. I say both, but the six and the seven. The chosen one. The chosen one did not work. 
<laughs> you were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> I trusted you. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, anyway, so I also tested it on Windows 10 21H2, which is the newest version of Windows you can get, yada, yada. Um, and it totally crushed it. FPS was between 75 and 115 with DLSS enabled, which that's with all settings maxed out everything, you know, as beautiful as you can get it. It looks amazing. Yeah. And, um, without DLSS enabled, it gets between 60 and 85 frames per second. So that's a huge oh, difference. Okay. Okay. So maybe what I need to do, cause I haven't been measuring my frame. I haven't been measuring my FPS on Baldur's Gate. Maybe I need to run it for a little while without DLSS and then run it with it and see if I see a yeah. improvement on frames. Are you using um, Mango HUD? You ever hear of that? No, I'm looking it up right now. I actually found that. I actually found that. Um, well, I didn't find it. Um, another podcaster. I can't remember his name now. <laughs> um, oh, Linux for everyone. That guy. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He actually found it and I stole the idea from him. And it's amazing. It's just it's kind of like... Um, um, just an overlay. It's just a little overlay that shows your FPS and everything while you're playing the game. So it, so you can actually test it while you're playing. Um, and it gives like your, your, um, usage and your frame times and all that stuff, your GPU usage and everything. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. I really, I really, uh, I really like that a lot. Yeah. I've got um, it. I've got it pulled up here. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I just, I've just been using <clears throat> the, uh, uh, the built-in thing that you can turn on within steam. Yeah. Yeah, this one just gives you a little more information. It basically. looks nicer too, especially like if you're going to be streaming or getting a right. Yeah, getting yeah. If you ever look, if you ever look at on YouTube a, a video that's like comparing two different versions of of um, a game or mm-hmm. like you know like a a um, laptop, they're trying to test it and see how much frames they can, how many frames they can get. That's usually what they're using, something like that. Yeah. Um, MSI Afterburner. That's the other one. That's the one on Windows you can use to get this same kind of kind of look. Gotcha. That's what I use at least. Um, so yeah, and the, and the frame times on this were no more than uh, fifteen milliseconds. So definitely a lot faster as far as yeah. that goes. But that's because the frame rates didn't drop below sixty for the most part. Um, so yeah, I guess my conclusion would be that uh, Buntu and Valve have a long way to go before they can. Uh, uh, catch up with Windows because I mean not just this game but I've tested almost all my games in my library that are Windows are uh, Linux native um, and Proton and none of them almost can compare to Windows performance. There's just yeah. there's always something. There's always just something like like Witcher almost works beautifully except for once in a while it'll stutter once in a while and on Windows you never notice that at all. Yeah. Um. Um, trying to think of other games. <clears throat> I should have put them in the in the show notes, but I, I tested, like I said, all almost all my games I have, and yeah. it, it, it's just always something. It's it's just so annoying. It's like Linux is almost there with most of them, but it's just not quite. Hmm. I need to do more testing on Windows. I haven't I haven't actually played a game on Windows in. Don't do it. Don't a do few it. Years. Yeah. <laughs> you'll want to. You'll want to stay because the games are so. You think smooth. that I. I uh, but <laughs> I think that I think that I do less graphics intensive games because. Yeah, that's the thing. If you can get yeah. a game that's above sixty frames per second, no matter what, you're yeah. fine. You'll never notice the difference. Yeah, and I have so because I play a lot of MMOs 
and right. they're mostly CPU um, performance heavy. Yeah. And so I think that's why, because I, I swear, I swear to you, Final Fantasy XIV runs better on Proton than it does on Windows. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard that. I, I've actually looked it up, and I've heard that it does. But that's not, I don't think that's, uh, if you were to go buy a new game today, I don't know that it's that way. And Or even if you did a new MMO today, um, you know, even, right. even that MMO, you know, has some age. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'm just living in... Uh, you know, just in a bubble. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, man. Ignorance is bliss. Um, yeah, seriously though, like uh, it, <clears throat> I don't even know. Well, to be honest, if I if I didn't have Windows, I would just put the the resolution or not the resolution, the um, quality down a little bit and just play Horizon Zero Dawn on Linux. That's what that. I would do. I never, I never do that. I never even adjust the graphics settings on most games. And if I can't turn them all the way up. I get like really like it kind of irks me, but yeah, that's the, that's my thing. I, I do get irked when I'm, I'm losing performance for no reason. Like that bugs me, but I, <laughs> I really do think it's the types of games that I buy though, because I usually either buy right. indie games or, you know, the same four or five MMOs that I've always right. played. And so I think I, I really do think that's probably what it is. Yeah. And I buy a lot of AAA games. So that's that's the yeah. difference. Yeah. And do. they're like graphically intense. I like even like Skyrim. I mod the crap out of it. And that's one thing I'll never pretty much be able to use Linux for because I've tried so many times to do it, but it's such a hassle that Mm. it's not worth it. I just go right back to Windows because it's so much easier. I think I'm going to do a Windows installation on another drive or something just so I can just so I can help in these comparisons. Um, Also, it could be it could be that certain hardware in in my setup compared to yours. um, It could be it could be that it, it runs better on Linux could be more tailored towards Linux than the other. Yep. Hey, if someone has your exact setup and they're testing on, on you know, mm-hmm. that, it's going to run 10 times better on your system than it ever will on mine, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I picked up a very easy to run. We'll run on anything. Probably we'll run, <laughs> run on, on a toaster. Yeah, to run on your toaster. <laughs> um, very low graphics. Actually, this game was originally designed for the Switch, and mm. um that I think that might have been their target market um but it's also available for PC but it's it's very like kind of like you know like uh chibi cutesy style art mm-hmm. um but I just I saw an advertisement for Heaven Dust 2 which was a game I never heard of um and it just for whatever reason just caught my attention I think it just had this like 90s survival horror aesthetic to it that just that just struck me um but it's this it's this um I'm gonna look it up real quick. It is um it's this like love letter to Resident Evil. That's what that's what they say in their description. And it's this like anime cutesy version of Resident Evil and the gameplay of the game is very similar. Um man, where's their Steam page? I don't want to open Steam because I feel like it's going to mess up my. It's going to mess up my. <laughs> yeah, my thing something will happen. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's developed by uh, One Girl Studio, and this is supposedly what I've gathered is this is a two person team from China. Um, but I got that at a. I saw that in a comment because you basically can't find anything about this this studio by just googling their name. Like they. They right. don't seem to exist except for the fact that they published these two, <laughs> these two games, Heaven Dust and Heaven Dust Two. Um, but the the publisher is 
um, Indie Nova, which is a a um, small developer indie publisher from China. They seem to kind of target the U.S., but they're all um, they they do a lot of like small publishers. Um, and the only two games, according to Steam, that they've made um, is is Heaven Dust and Heaven Dust Two. Um, but it's uh, I I I checked it on Proton DB before I purchased it. There was zero reviews on Proton DB, so nobody had had played it and done a review yet. And normally, I would be hesitant to purchase a game and be the first person to review it on Proton DB. But one, I thought we could do it and at least talk about it on the podcast. If it's an absolute failure, I can talk about it and I'll post a, a review on Proton DB. And if I can do it within a certain amount of time, I can actually return it and get my money back with Steam because they, they have a return policy. <laughs> yeah. And I have yeah. done that before where I've purchased a game and it literally just didn't work on Linux. And so I returned it and said it didn't work. And, and you know, they, they don't they don't ask questions. They, they're OK with it. Um, <laughs> or at least they were in my case. Um, but the uh, the other idea that I had or the other reason I went ahead and did it is because you could get both games for less than twenty dollars. You can actually get the first Heaven's Dust, the Heaven Dust game for like eight dollars. Um, and, um, it's a, re- Oh yeah, I see they have the bundle here. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I did. I just picked up the bundle, um, because heaven dust two graphically looked better than heaven dust. Um, but from what I've played of both games so far, which I've beaten heaven dust, I played all the way through it. Um, I actually think I probably prefer certain things about heaven dust over heaven dust too. So I'm glad I got them both. Plus they're both really short. So you kind of have to have both of them to, to get any, you know, get anything out of this because I beat the first heaven dust game in just over three hours. And that was, I was like also watching things on my other screen uh, stepping away for a moment. I'm getting screen captures of all this because I, I want to make a video about it. Um, and uh, even with all that going on, I still beat the game in, uh, in under four hours, way under, I mean, just over three hours. Um, so it's a very, very short game, but that's why it's, that's why it's so cheap. Um, and then Heaven Dust 2, I, I believe is a similar time frame from what I've seen. I've, I'm only at the beginning of it. Um, but from what I've seen on YouTube, watching people's playthroughs, there are definitely playthroughs that are around an hour for both games. So I think they're a similar time, you know, time frame. Hmm. Um, that being said, uh, this literally is a love letter to Resident Evil and to like nineties horror survival because, um, it's, you know, the, your main character wakes up, um, in a, uh, in a maintenance closet in a mansion and you don't know how he got there. You know, we don't know, you know, he's lost his don't memory for all we time. know. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, there's like uh, a note on the floor. You read the note. It tells you, you know, where the key is to this room you're locked in. You go find the key. Get yourself out. You don't have a weapon yet. You see that there's zombies in this mansion. And, uh, you know, you find uh, you find shell casings. Um, and then you end up finding, uh, you know, gunpowder and then you find a, a, a gun and then, you know, so on and so forth. You find a, a crank. So there is like, is there like a story story to this game? Yeah, or is there it is. Just... Okay. It's, that's good. There's a story story to the game, but it's really simple. Um, it's, yeah. it's, um, the story basically, uh, you know, without 
I don't even know that I can give any spoilers. I mean, it's essentially Resident. <laughs> it's essentially Resident Evil, right? But it's just it's just cutesy Resident Evil. Um, but like, there is a story. Like, it's told through journal entries, just in the similar way to the original uh, Resident yep. Evil. So, like, um, as you go through, you'll find notes, and the notes will either have clues to the puzzles that you're involved in, um, or they'll tell a little bit more of the story. Um, and uh, you do, you know, it is kind of interesting. Like, there was there's like a few aspects of of uh the way the virus works and and their telling of this story um that's a little different than you know the main resident evil story and it's oh, so they actually go into the backstory of like how the virus mm-hmm. happened and everything yeah oh, yeah cool. so it's like you, you're cool. seeing like journal entries um oh from like from like um hospital workers or whatever you know right exactly like from that. laboratory workers, Lab workers and stuff yeah. so um, oh okay yeah so um but it's it's great in how like it's it's nostalgic towards that time period. So like if you if you grew up playing those types of survival horror games like Dino Crisis, like you know these games where it's like okay, here's a door. It's got an impression in it. And how do I go find the 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 puzzle piece that fits that impression so that I can open this door? Oh, well it's it's in this fountain that I need to figure out what the uh the what the hands on the clock by the yeah. fountain needs to be turned to in order to like, like it's like that little shimmering thing on top of the fountain that you can barely see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that type of game, which is so funny because like who would ever do this? Who would ever build a mansion that it's like, you know what, you know, it would be great to get to the basement. What if we had a fountain, right? <laughs> Stay with me. Stay with me. <laughs> We have this fountain that moves out of the way and allows you to go down as long as you get the grandfather clock in the atrium to set to twelve thirty seven. You know, like in the atrium. <laughs> like who who decided to build this mansion this way? Um but like that's Talk about over engineering. <laughs> that's the way the uh that's the way the puzzles work in the game. Um and um it's really cool too because it's like it's it's like you have like the clue to a puzzle in one part and then you go to another part and then you find you find a piece to another puzzle and you're like well I can tell this is important I'm going to go I'm going to keep it but I don't know what to do with it yet and then uh you know it just it keeps sprawling like sending you all over this map that you've already um you've already discovered and navigated um and it's in order to find just to gain another inch like okay i can get into this room now and then you know i look in this room oh and what the hell is this thing and then you know <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in my bag and i'll use it later um and uh it's got a really limited bag space too which is pretty which honestly the the game would be a lot easier if it wasn't for the bag space thing because uh you're also having to decide okay well I, I, I'm going to need the crank in order to, you know, crank this valve to fill the room with gas, but I'm also going to need the lighter to light this oil on fire. Um, and I'm also mm. going to need, uh, you know, this other thing. And, and, and so you're, and you've only got six slots. And so you're, you're right. trying to decide, okay, well. And when you drop something, does it stay there forever and you can go back and pick it up? Or Oh, no, no, no. So the only way you can drop something is by putting it in, just in like in Resident Evil where you have like an inventory box that you can go right. to. Yep. It works just like that. And the box is just like in Resident Evil where it's magically like linked to the other boxes. So, Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if you need something on one end of the map, but you can't carry it, you can just drop it in the box and then go to the other box or whatever. Okay. Um, okay. But 
you sometimes have to make a decision like, well, do I drop off my health potion so that I have enough space for this? Or maybe I don't need a magazine, but I'll still carry the gun that's already got 16 bullets. You know, there's that whole, right. that whole aspect of it. Um, and, and, uh, it also has this vending machine mechanic, which is not in resident evil. Um, well, in later Resident Evil, they kind of have a they have like the guy that comes up and says, "What are you What are you buying?" Um, <laughs> that, they, they got that guy, but this is got some death sticks. <laughs> <laughs> this is like their version of that, I guess. But they have these vending machines, so every time you unlock a new uh, area of the map, so like you start on the mansion and then you get a laboratory, and then like when you open a new little area, um, every area has a vending machine, and in the vending machine. There's a map of the area, so you can buy a map, or you can just run around without a map as long as you... The place, the whole game is not that large. You could, you don't necessarily need maps, um, but it does make it easier. So I bought a map for every area. Um, and then you can also buy magazines, not like magazines to a gun. These are like literal, like little magazines. Um, hmm. So there's like a health and fitness magazine. There's like a, <laughs> there's like a gun, like a guns and ammo magazine. Um, but you know, you think, well, that's silly. Why would you buy those? Whenever you buy them, it's, it's, it like your character benefits from that. So like if you buy the guns and ammo magazine, which is the one I bought, I didn't buy any other magazines, but I would buy that magazine whenever I, whenever I saw it available, it makes your, um, it makes you have a higher crit chance basically. So because it's, oh, okay. it's in so your you like learn something about yeah. it. It's like almost experience. <laughs> yeah. Like I was sitting around <laughs> reading that magazine and learn how to shoot these. <laughs> I magically learned how to shoot everything. <laughs> I learned how to shoot these zombie lab technicians better. Um, <laughs> and so I would buy those. And the way you get the currency for this is um, by killing the zombies. So like, okay there's sort of a trade-off. So if you remember from the original Resident Evil, um, and later Resident Evils didn't really do this as much, but in the original Resident Evil, you didn't want to shoot zombies. You wanted to use a knife to try to yeah. kill them or just, or just run <laughs> past them. Just run past them and leave them, you know, wherever they are, if you can, because there was literally not enough bullets <laughs> in, no. in the game to shoot every zombie. Um, this game doesn't have that type of scarcity but you really don't know that going in. Like I was kind of curious, like, okay, if I was an indie developer that was like obsessed with resident evil so much that I made this little cutesy, uh, you know, anime version of it, would I give enough bullets? Would I, would I have factored that in? <laughs> or would I be like, no, if you're a true fan of resident evil, you're going to be knifing these zombies. So I was kind of doing that calculation in my head. I was like, okay, do I try to run past them or what? Um, but I opted for, gunning down every zombie i think i gunned down every zombie i saw and i still had bullets left over at the end of the game they probably were annoyed at that fact with the original original one so <laughs> yeah. they just said you know what we're gonna have bullets everywhere in this one <laughs> yeah um but because of the mechanic of the gunpowder and the shells so like whenever you shoot a zombie you come back to that spot later there'll be shells on the ground there and oh, okay. then in the vending machines sell gunpowder and you can use the gunpowder to turn your old oh, shells into that's bullets. Cool. Yeah. So there probably wow. isn't enough magazines. I'm sure there's not enough magazines in the game uh, to kill every zombie, but because of that mechanic, um, you have it. You so, can reuse them. Yeah. Right. So if you kind of do the vending machine mini game, then you'll, you'll be able to shoot every zombie. Um, let's see. So the puzzles were pretty good. Oh, the way the combat works in the game. So, combat in the game is uh it's i played it mouse and keyboard but there's a difference if you're using a controller or if you're on the switch 
um, it kind of has this auto aim mechanism. Um, okay. I think it's easier if I explain mouse and keyboard first. So the mouse and keyboard style is sort of like the Metal Gear Solid style where, um, you know, you, you push the button for Solid Snake to pull out his gun, but then he kind of just turns on an axis, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, As you move your mouse around. Right. So that's the way yep. I played this game. Um, you know, I would hit the, I would right click to have him pull out his gun and then basically wherever I pointed my mouse cursor, he would turn in that direction and fire. Brain um, pray. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and on the switch or today I was, I was playing this game with my son. Um, he's been talking about zombies all day. Um, <laughs> before, uh, I, I plugged in the controller. The way it works with a controller is you, it's, you hold down the key to have him pull his gun out and then uh-huh. it auto aims. Um, like it automatically just, just points him and then you just pull the trigger. Oh, which okay. Is kind of lame. Like <laughs> it's in some of the reviews I saw about this game, there was a lot of complaints about that. Now it was people that were reviewing it, playing it on the switch. So I assume it works that way all the mm-hmm. time on the switch. Um, and I can see how that would, that would kind of be lame because you're literally just, anytime you see a zombie, you just, hold the button down and then fire, 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 you know, and eventually they're, they're going to die. Um, whereas I kind of got overwhelmed a few times doing it the way I was doing it. It's a, it's a really simple game, but like there was some kind of animation problems. So like sometimes if a zombie attacks you, their attack animation, like your animation from being bit takes so long that they could bite you again before you can actually break free and run away. And I think that's a flaw. That yeah, it's it's yeah. it's an annoying part of the game. But because of that, without the auto aim, if you got like more than two or like more than two zombies, if you get caught in that animation, you could you you just die. Basically the way the yeah, game works gone. is yeah. if you get bit because of this animation flaw, if you get bit once, definitely twice, you're just gonna die. Like they're just you're not gonna be able to get away from them because of this problem. Um right. What I've played of the second game so far, it doesn't have the same problem. Um, but in the first game, that definitely was a thing. So it was just like I basically just ran around and just like like never got bit because, you know, it's the only way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the second game, I didn't play the first game with a controller, so I don't know what it felt like, but I imagine it was terrible. In the second game, <laughs> they do have this aspect of like whenever you're using the audio aim system, mm-hmm. it will start at the midsection of the zombie and then raise to his head if you hold it long enough. And then Hmm. if you fire at the head, obviously you do more damage. Um, But they have a mechanic in the game where some of the zombies have this like exoskeleton either over their midsection or over their head. And so Hmm. they give you kind of a reason to, um, to shoot a zombie in its midsection versus its head. Instead of it okay. just being like, well, I'm just always going to aim for the head. There is kind of a decision. Sometimes it, it sometimes it may not be the right move. And then there's also like exploding zombies that will explode. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, kind of like, uh, like uh, um, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead. Yeah. So I haven't gotten that far into the second one yet. Only I just played it long enough to kind of realize that they had that variation in the different types of zombies, which I think is a, an improvement over the first one. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I really like this game for the nostalgia reason, I was excited to play it. I beat it in three nights, but, um, like I said, I was kind of taking my time and, um, uh, I was doing it after work kind of to unwind, but I was excited to play the game every night. Like, um, I, um, 
I also had that like puzzle addiction where it's like, you know, I, f- I found a new piece and I want to find, you know, where it goes. And so I'm like yeah. running from puzzle to puzzle to, to solve this thing. Um, I don't mind a game with puzzles in it, just as long as they're not like so hard that I just get frustrated. Yeah. Oh, well, that is a thing that I should mention is the localization. So the translation to English is ah. it's not the worst I've ever seen, but it's not great. There's a lot of places in there where you read something and you're just like, what? <laughs> I knew all those words, but I don't know what they I don't know what they said. You know, like I I right. knew every word there, but it didn't make any sense. Um, and I, I put in the show notes here kind of a joke like um, at work, I, I have to read a lot of manuals that are translated from French to English. And so I think maybe that helped me prepare for this game a little bit better because that's what it's like reading. It's like, it's like such a literal translation. It's like no human would ever talk this way. So it's hard to follow, you know, in mm-hmm. reading it, you almost have to read it and then think about it's okay, like a Google translate. <laughs> yeah. Only Google translates. That's probably what they did. They probably just took all the lines of the game and put it in Google translate and then put it in the game. Um, but for that reason, some of the puzzles are hard to solve because, like you're reading this note that's supposed to be a clue and it doesn't make any sense. And you, and you, and you're kind of knowing that it's translated. I kind of think, well, did they mean that literally or was that they, you know, they thought that was going to sound natural and give me a clue or is it like a literal thing? Like, is that part of the clue? The fact that it's like, <laughs> you know, it's all janked up. Like, does that really mean something, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. So I had to cheat on a few puzzles. I had to, to Google what the answer was to a few of them because, like, there was just based on the the way that it was written, I was never going to figure it out. Um, but uh, for nostalgia points alone, I really enjoyed the game a lot, um, and I do miss those games. Even the new uh, Resident Evil remakes that they're doing, they're so they're so fantastic, but they don't they don't have that feeling. Um, yeah, they're so far removed from yeah. the actual game that it's just far enough that you, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, I, I I might start looking more in the survival horror genre. I think this is this has reminded me of how much I loved those as a kid. Um, might... Yeah, and it's nice to have a game that's short, you know, once in a while because you can actually complete something. Yeah, you know? I don't really mind it. Yeah, that's another thing too. Is that's that's um, I think it's I think it's pretty i think it's pretty short like maybe it's a tad too short like maybe they should like two hours is a lot better than one you know um yeah, yeah now yeah, the people yeah. i see beating it in one hour they had to have played through it before they they just know all the puzzles now so they're just mm-hmm, running through fast mm-hmm. you know um but even at you know oh, yeah. i beat it at three hours i mean it's still that still seems like pretty dang short for a casual three-hour run um highly casual three-hour run um but that being said, I think if you take both games as one, like if you picked up Heaven's Dust and Heaven's Dust 2, um, you know, for under $20 and then played both of them, I'm guessing you're getting around six to seven hours, uh, maybe close to maybe even close to eight. If so, if Heaven Dust 2 is, is harder than the first one, which I don't know that it is. I could be wrong about that assumption. Um, I think that altogether is worth 20 bucks, you know. Um, and I don't mind it being short because it is, it did kind of bring me something that I hadn't felt in a long time. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's cool. And it kind of inspired me. I was telling you, I kind of want to like learn unity now. Like I, I want to learn how to make a <laughs> is little that what game it's made, like in, this. It's made in unity. I'm assuming so. Yeah. Um, okay. the, uh, like I, I'm not criticizing their game, but it seems like something I could have made. You know what I mean? And right. so it kind of makes me, it kind of, it kind of sparked that interest in me. It's like, well, 
could I make this like, you know, like crazy puzzle game? That's like, could I have done this? You know, that kind of made me think about it more and more. And, um, I kind of want to work on, I kind of want to work on learning a little bit of that sort of thing. I don't want to make a, you know, I don't even learn. (laughs) Yeah. I like learning new things and, and, um, I, I would be interested to learn, to learn more about, um, indie development of games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got lots of footage of my my playthrough. I'm going to try to use the discussion we just had and interject some other things to make like kind of a review um, episode oh, okay. for the That's YouTube cool. channel. Um, That's another nice thing about a short game is you can do that, and it's not like you know you have like yeah. 500 hours of footage. <laughs> yeah, I really like, especially for this podcast, I really like like looking into those kind of small indie titles like that. I'm going to try to find some mm-hmm. more to review in future episodes. Yeah, I should probably do that too. I'm just, I it's so hard for me to find an indie title that I enjoy. Like, yeah. not that I just bought and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm playing because I'm yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> I had been going through and and see this came at the end of like a weird stint for me. Well, not weird. I'm honestly, it should be weird, but it's not. I spent too much money. <laughs> um, I was going through this stint of like every time I would log in to every game that I already own on Steam, and none of them are completed. By the way, like I could, I could. You know, yeah, I've got plenty of stuff to do in every game. I have the new expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. Guess what? I hadn't even started that quest line. I'm still in the previous expansion. I got the new expansion uh-huh. for Elder Scrolls Online. Guess what? Not even. Well, I actually am about halfway through that, but they've come out with new stuff that I don't even know about. And yep. um, like you know, I know exactly I, what you're talking about. <laughs> I pick up games, especially if they're on sale. Every Steam sale, I'm like a sucker yep. for, and I pick these things up and then. I'm nowhere near completing them, but I'm bored with them. And so I'm like, just looking through the, the steam store at like, you know, well, you know, maybe I'll be interested in that. It's it's like, it's like 10 bucks. My lunch was, was 10 bucks. This is just an extra lunch. You know, I I buy it. Right. And then (laughs) I either don't play it or I, I play it and then decide that it's, I'm not, I'm no longer interested in it. And so I think, I think part of what delighted me so much about this was that I did purchase it. And then I, whenever I started playing it, I, I got hooked because it felt like that nostalgic thing. And I I was super interested in it and wanted to talk about it on the show. And that's, that's, you know, whenever that's kind of like, that's what I'm looking for. I want to find more of that. Um, this is the time when you wish that best our uh, blockbuster was still around. You could just rent it, <laughs> beat yeah. it, and then return it. Oh yeah, it. that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Steve uh, told me to look at Blue Fire. He said it's basically a Legend of Zelda clone. A lot of fun. ooh, that, that sounds that sound cool. really good. Yeah, I'm I gonna... love Legend of Zelda. So, man, I oh man, like if I had if I had endless money, I would I would definitely bought a Switch a long time ago just for. Legend of Zelda because the new one looks so good. I've seen this. I've I've seen this before, Steve. Um and this does look very good actually. What was it called again? It's called Blue Fire. And I've I've seen this little I've seen this little dude that's uh, the main character. Little dude with a big sword and hood. I'll check this out. Oh yeah. I'll I'll definitely check Ooh, this out. Oh, and it's like the cell shaded. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Let's we'll see cool. what the Proton DB reviews are. Yeah, I like this a lot. Maybe I'll be talking about that next week, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Looks pretty cool. Well, all right. I think that's uh, about all we had for this week. Do we figure out if yep. if heaven will if uh if Bunsu will be in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, cool. Oh, and it's the and it's the uh, the chosen one. So Steve said it runs smoothly under uh, Proton Glorious Egg Roll. Sweet. The chosen one. The chosen one. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And um, and uh, yeah, get us to a hundred so that uh, Josh here has to run Arch, and he's got no. He's got. No. <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> he's got no option I'm in the afraid. matter. I'm <laughs> afraid. And you get a new. You get a new SSD out of it. It's gonna be. Well, it's gonna be small enough complain. that you never use it. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just put it in my mom's in my mom's desktop she needs an ssd in that thing there you go there we go all right and i'll leave arch on it too we're doing this for josh's mom guys all right we need we need like 20 more subscribers we're doing it for josh's mom come on people <laughs> what are we gonna do a 24-hour live stream <laughs> we need 10 more 10 more subs for for an ssd upgrade for josh's mom <laughs> uh something else says i slept just i slept oh i subbed just so he could run arch there you go <laughs> oh crap yeah he, he, he had a mistype at first he said i slept just so he could run arch <laughs> i was gonna say uh something something else slept so that josh could run <laughs> all right we'll see you guys next week see you